0: If I stand here and refuse to yield my time, you are prohibited from voting on the bill. Let the filibustering begin. As many of you have noted uh, that use the internet, it has been announced that Disney has required the rights to the Star Wars franchise, and in the summer of 2015, we will see the release of Star Wars uh, Episode 7 Herewith is my proposal for the plot of that movie. Uh, begin with standard uh, title uh, sequence and John Williams fanfare.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff,
0: and I'm Jake. Jake, Jake,
1: Jake. <laughs> what's
0: up, Dad? Uh a lot of st- a lot of stuff.
1: Are you sleepy today? I don't I, know if you want to talk about
0: this. Uh, I'm not that sleepy. Kind of. I don't know.
1: I mean, we were both kind of up late last night. Mm-hmm. I was texting you, asking you about. I forgot the word already. What? I was trying to get a word from you, and I was like, what is it? What is it? Oh, uh, qualitative. Qualitative. And as soon as I text you, literally as soon as I sent the text, mm-hmm. bing, it popped in my head. Oh. I was literally Googling it for maybe 15 minutes trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I could not remember the word. Second I text you, it, I got it. Were you doing homework? No.
0: Oh, okay. Just reading. Oh, all right.
1: Gotcha. I was reading some of my old papers and uh, reading some notes from... Uh, History 300, Mm. about writing historical papers, and, I don't know, thinking about, I need to write more. I just need to write more, because Mm -hmm. reading over, I started reading my first two paragraphs of my History 300 paper, and I'm like, who the F wrote this? Mm -hmm. Like, damn! And It's just, it's a skill that I didn't realize I i had at that time mm-hmm. now reading and that's that's old dude that's like two years three years four years old three yeah. years old and i'm like holy crap dude this is not bad mm-hmm. and it's just practicing i don't write you know i write blog posts or whatever responses to things yeah but that's it mm-hmm. it's not like research and eloquent and nice mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah i don't know i do miss uh i do miss formal like formal writing i do miss i do miss that the the whole like you didn't you don't think about it at the time when you're going through and you're having to do your footnotes and combing over your footnotes to make sure all the periods and the commas are in the right spot and i mean all i that never kind of did stuff. that bro you never did no oh wow
1: <laughs> i just kind of did the best i could and Doctor too detailed.
0: Doctor well, Doctor Peabody wouldn't allow. It, like, oh wouldn't well, allow yeah, it. for sure. For three hundred, she went through and for oh. every. Oh. So, because you had Doctor Sinclair, yes. Which love you, Donna, but I don't think she was as,
1: as. She was more concerned about the content and the writing. Yeah. I mean, and and that's how most honestly, that's how I feel most professors are. Mm-hmm. The citations, even now in in the master's program, they're like, meh, about citations. Really? Yeah, they don't care as mm-hmm. long as you kind of put like. I put a number for the page number of where it's at or whatever, but yeah. nobody cares. Really, they care more about the content, and the writing, and <laughs> what you're doing. Even, even in four sixty nine.
0: Well, Wong had mailed that <laughs> in.
1: We were, we were
0: all, honestly, we were all pretty much all, all of us were passing. It was awesome. Yeah.
1: I wonder if there was anyone who didn't pass.
0: I have a hunch that there was one or two. Who did? Oh, okay. okay.
1: Anyway, so you're you're meticulous during your. Citations.
0: Yeah, I was because she would take a Dr. Peabody would take a point off your total paper for every mistake you had in your citation, in your citations off your. So like you, it was if the point if it was like a hundred, yeah, and you had one mistake, your best you could do was ninety nine. So all periods and commas had to be in the in the exact right spot, and oh she went through my. and she went through them with a fine tooth comb. I mean, wow! But I got a hundred percent on my final draft of my history oh. 300 paper. So it was worth it. Like it was, it was worth it because when I got a hun- when I got that hundred percent from Dr. Peabody. Yeah. That felt for sure. So good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and th- there's so many, like there's so many instances with all of the professors we had, um, where they challenged you in a certain way mm-hmm. or gave you less than what you had expected. And you're like, what the hell? And they're like, I need to see this from you. And you're like, okay, all right. Yeah. I got you. Mm hmm. Next time, I'm going to get your ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for... Well, what was your 300 on?
0: Uh, Seek recruitment in the colonial army of India. That's right.
1: I knew that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and what
0: was your 300 on? Duh.
1: Perceros.
0: Oh, because you did Perceros for. I knew that was your 469 paper. So,
1: yeah, the 300 was um, basically that... Uh, I had it right here. Hold on um essentially that they were being that the the targeting or otherization that we saw in the 1940s mm-hmm. be, due to, from the nazis i was arguing that that same otherization was happening here to the mexicans on the farms mm. and that not that the united states was was not any better but they did treat them like animals they were spraying them with ddt checking their teeth checking their health like like livestock mm. so my argument was that like this otherization was happening here on american soil as Mm -hmm. well um but then in 469 it was this shift of after mechanization of farm equipment how did the federal government come in and provide either opportunities or funding or programs for immigrants who are now becoming citizens to then shift into other jobs
0: Mm -hmm. that's really interesting um that is super interesting because a lot of my because as you know I've been on the Nazi kick yeah lately. Um, a lot of the it's it's amazing how almost everybody was practicing some form of eugenics yeah oh yeah uh, and that kind of well that physical characteristics you could you could identify physical characteristics and desire for and then and then attaching that to be high... Uh, desired behavioral traits So if like a person had a particular nose Length of nose or had A shoulder width of a certain type that would be th- Those would be the, the best for um, Yes This type of labor or this type They're, they're going to be more If they're from colder climates They're going to be more likely to be more fierce warriors Whoa. So they were more um, Desired for recruitment And in in, in, for military service I lied about my paper <laughs> What
1: I mean, I think it was about the otherization, but then my final sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Bracero program, the Mexican men were challenged to press exploited because of their perceived differences of gender, race, and class. Therefore, the Bracero program initiated a confrontation of cultural ideals and masculinity of the Mexican men that still resonates today.
0: Hmm. That's your final sentence
1: of that. Um, opening paragraph.
0: Oh, that's your thesis. Okay, uh, those for those of you who are thinking like you're wh- listening to this and have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about, uh, f- Washington State University's history program requires their majors in the in history to complete two uh, writing in the major courses, which sucks because every other social science, which mm-hmm. history is not really a social science, but it's kind of lumped into that whole thing. But every um, every other social science, whether it's psychology, political science, sociology, only requires you to take one writing in the major course. History requires you to take two, and they're tiered, and you have to take 300 before you can take 469. And yeah. 469 is like generally your senior seminar, and uh, you do all your own original research, where history 300 is more based on comp- compiling secondary sources with a few getting you acquainted with primary sources right. to kind of enhance your secondary sor- your secondary research. But uh, generally in 469, it's the other way around where you use a few secondary sources to tie together your primary research, mm-hmm. which you, you kind of compiled all, all, all together. The difference between secondary and primary, for those of you who don't know, is that secondary is um, writing that was done about a topic of, by a professional somebody who has studied it, another historian, and then wrote a book about it. A primary source is documents that were written by people living during that time about the topic that you're writing about. So that's generally like you're analyzing letters or you're analyzing uh, data uh, that was collected Mm -hmm. stuff like that. That would be considered a primary source from the time, from the time. Right. Yeah. So like, so like for me, I was, um, for my history 300 paper, I had a collection of letters that were written by Sikh um, by Sikh men who were fighting in uh, who were fighting in France on um, who were fighting in France for the English crown and and they were writing their letters back home. A historian compiled all of those letters together and mm. I used those letters as primary sources. Was there
1: analysis of that those letters from that? Uh huh. Oh wow.
0: no, it was just literally was just a compilation. A compilation. Oh, wow. So then I reading through all these different letters came to um, help build my thesis that um, because a lot of the, the, the secondary, because a lot of times when you're writing what you're called your historiography, you write about how the history of that topic had been written right and a lot of the colonial, a lot of um, those secondary sources about Sikhs specifically within the colonial army of India or within how the Sikhs were conceptualized by the by the British where it was that uh, it was either top down. So the British um, influencing Sikh culture or it was Sikh culture influencing um, their involvement within the British uh, in- imperial superstructure. I argue that it was both, that it actually was a both, it was both directions and I used the, the sec, I used the primary sources of the letters to prove, to show that um, in a lot of ways it was Sikh seeks conceptualization of themselves based Mm -hmm. on their history their pre-colonial history and then um their ability to to navigate the world of the imperial superstructure combining that with their with their own identity and in lore of their culture uh, um is what it was a multi-directional um, influence that caused them to enlist in the colonial Ar- army of India, versus just being um, conscripted into the into the army. What
1: kind of resources did you have that demonstrated their own their own concepts of themselves? So, if you're arguing that they how they thought about themselves, mm-hmm. what resources did you use to show uh, ideas about themselves or examples of ideas about themselves?
0: Uh, I used well th- those letters specifically, looking specifically. Were they from, describing themselves? Yeah, le- letters about um, gallantry on the battlefield and oh, uh, okay. you, like and talking about them, referring to themselves as the lion, the lion. Oh wow! Um, as as lions, because for them, um, because uh, the, the Sikhs come from the northern part of India, and, the, mm-hmm. and uh, in tigers and uh, lions and cats, were have helped been held up as a. Um, cultural symbol of of them right and they see themselves as tough and as warriors and mm. that was something that because of their fighting because the sikh culture in the punjab which is a northern region northern province of india generally a lot of in a lot of ways uh has always been kind of isolated from even uh prior to european colonization of india the bengali um the uh the Mogul Empire, which was Bengali, uh, the Sikhs have always kind of been separated culturally from the dominant culture mm-hmm. in India, so they've always kind of had the fight for their place. And that, over like periods of centuries, has cultivated this kind of warrior personality, mm-hmm. and and then that was ha- that was then cultivated by the British after the Bengali Revolt in 1857, okay, which okay. was when uh, the the army of India, which was generally made up of higher class Bengals. Was then when then revolted against the British. The British then went to the Sikhs, who had already had, had long term conflict with the Bengals to put down, like using Indians to put down an Indian revolt. Mm. But because there was already conflict, the, the British identifying uh, previous con- cultural conflicts between these two groups and then started holding up the lower class Sikhs as the pride of India, and then so and then playing on identifying and then playing on this identity of themselves and mm-hmm. then holding that up to then use Sikhs to fight for the British crown right. both in Europe and um keeping down mm-hmm. insurrection within within the uh, the colonial outposts okay. so yeah um great and, evidence uh, good evidence mm-hmm.
1: um i just was just grabbing this um this is some artwork um that my dad made he used to call me el tigre um mm. so he just used to send me drawings and stuff all the time. Wow. I'll post some of these later. These but, are
0: really awesome.
1: Uh he had nicknames for all of us. I can't remember what he called my sister and brother. I just remember I was old Tigre. Put Tigre on there and <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's I don't It's just interesting the uh animalization, you know what I mean? To mm-hmm. to represent uh, Personality, mm-hmm. or or personality traits, or or identity, or something like that. Looks like these are all for my birthday. I don't know about this one, but this one was. <coughs> um,
0: I'm guessing that's an Aztec.
1: Yeah, Aztec warrior. Yeah, okay. that's like a famous. I don't know enough about it, but then the Aztec calendars down there and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, um. Yeah, your memory is insane, Jake. I've always been impressed by your memory and your ability to just recall. Obviously, you've done all this research. Obviously, I've done uh, similar amounts of research, but for some reason, you just always your recall is just boom. Even the even the Nazi stuff. You you don't even have notes. You're just recalling all this. You're recalling German names. <laughs> it's impressive, dude. Well, thank you. Um, did you want to talk about it last night? Oh, uh, sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I swear I just get into the – just crazy shit finds me, and this really sucked.
1: I, I literally just looked at my phone, and my jaw dropped, and I just showed Jen, and she goes, oh, no.
0: Yeah, it kind of – it really sucked.
1: Yeah, I could tell.
0: Um, So we let – tucker and beau uh tucker is trained as a hunting dog as any of you who follows our social media um, or listens or listens knows that tucker tucker is trained and has the instincts of a hunting dog but the good thing about tucker is that he has the the genetic traits that originally when golden retrievers were bred to be retrievers is that they were bred to have soft mouths so when they grab fowl they don't bite down and cause damage to the to the fowl um they can grab they have soft mouth so when they grab it they don't puncture okay so um but Bo, on the other hand does not have with the over with the overbreeding of golden retrievers a lot of those original traits um have been bred out yeah and Bo is a great dog but he has because of his past he has a real um, ten- and then also just not having, I think the, his genetic line, if you were to tra- somehow be able to trace it back, you would find that there's probably some like inbreeding or something mm-hmm. between family members because <laughs> he's lost. he doesn't have quite the, the desire like that is I'm sounding like I'm eugenics with dogs right now, right. But he, he doesn't have that soft mouth and his prey right. drive is really, really high. but he also resource guards. So he mm. has um, he can he can be, he has a quick trigger and can be aggressive at times. Okay. And a lot of that is when he is um really really laser focused on getting his what he sees as his prey and that has been rabbits. Oh, wow. He always goes after rabbits. And I think you usually, told
1: me that like you just said on the show yeah, you, uh, down at the fort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He
0: never gets them because he's he's not brightest okay like, but it's fun to watch him try and mm-hmm. he's never even been close to getting one well last night um and tucker is so laid back that he doesn't really give a shit about trying to catch a rabbit but he stumbled across one last night tuck tucked in okay and, well- uh and just a kind of a little field okay. by our rabbits are everywhere in vancouver now i yeah. swear and it's just this little field on Dell avenue okay and it, so the the rabbit ended up getting kind of trapped and tuck who's good at retrieving caught literally this rabbit tried to jump and tuck caught it midair. whoa but i don't think tuck did any damage to it because like i said he's got a soft mouth so right. all tuck did was kind of like hold it down yeah and then i as soon as i saw him get it i was like oh shit
1: because you were so
0: because i knew where and then all of a sudden bo saw it yeah and bo beat me to it and and that's when help kind of broke loose with yeah. this and bo um bo did what naturally dog predators do coyotes yeah. and wolves is that they try to tear out the the butt of their prey Have you ever watched how wolves take down elk or take down deer or moose? Is they rip out? They try to rip out the intestines from the back. Whoa! And that's how they cripple. How
1: do you know stuff like
0: that? That's how they cripple their prey. (laughs) Okay. And Bo started like tearing at the back of the rabbit, and I, by the time I could get to them, the they had done some like they the the rabbit was trying to play dead, and I got the dogs off of it. But Bo kept trying to. Bo and Tucker both kept trying to go back, and the and the rabbit kept trying to get away. And then and then I would lose one dog. I can't I'm trying to hold two like
1: beefy dogs. Beefy dude.
0: dogs. Tucker's a hundred pound golden. Bo's yeah. seventy five, but pure muscle, and he's just. They're both trying to get back to this rabbit. Tuck because he thinks he needs it to retrieve it. Right. And Bo wants to kill it. Right. And. Um, I got. I finally. My sister ran down. She's got one of the other dogs, and we got the dogs away. I thought, okay, well, the rabbit is just trying to play dead. I didn't see anything necessarily bad with it at the time, but mm-hmm. it was dark. And then I saw the rabbit like flopping around. He couldn't get his back legs underneath him, and Aww. I was like, shit, like he's hurt. Yeah. So I picked up the rabbit. Um, Kylie took one. Kylie took tuck. No, Sarah took Bo, and we walked back to the to the apartment. You and had the rabbit. I had the rabbit oh, in, my wow. hand, in my hand. In my hands, I was going to get it back to the apartment, look at it, and see, like, if it if it was just playing dead, or right. if it's something that we could we could do with it. Um, and then I start like I took it into the room, um, and I started like I took a towel and I was trying to dry it off because it was just covered in mud. Yeah, and, and I was going to blow dry it and try to get it like. And I was like, okay, well, maybe be able to. If it's just a couple of puncture wounds, maybe like keep it and let it heal, and then right. it re- release it again. But then I saw that the damage, and it was bleeding really bad. Oh, and God, dude! And so I I was like, well, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to kill it. Yeah. Like, and there's it's not like it... This sounds morbid, but yeah. I really pride myself because I I'm, I'm a duck hunter. But you if talked you're, about and, this. And yeah. Yeah, I'm very very good at being able to put ducks out of their misery quickly. Yeah with just a flick of my wrist i break their necks every single time i perfect (laughs) i have perfected it it's morbid but if you're going to be a hunter you need to be able to put things out of its misery quickly and i pride myself on being able to quickly be able to 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 kill them yeah rabbits you can't just yeah you can't just wring their necks Uh, because they've they're a lot thicker they're not they, they don't have the same like body type yeah so i'm like looking up on youtube I'm looking no. up on YouTube how to kill a
1: rabbit. No, dude. <laughs> and uh, oh. and and you're not doing this quickly. No, it's and, taking way too long than your your pride or your your heart wants it to.
0: My heart won't like I so badly want to kill this thing, yeah. and I felt so terrible that I. I'm couldn't. Gonna just
1: I'm just gonna clip that and as sample that.
0: <laughs> I in. It, it, normally if i was like at my parents i could take the air rifle and, right. and kill it but right. i'm at kylie's yeah. and i've got nothing available to me <sighs> and i'm looking on youtube and this guy's like yeah so what you need to do is um he's like he's i like guess really humane and you can do it really quickly uh especially if like you see a rabbit that's been hit by a car and there's a lot of people around and you want to make it look like you aren't doing anything but you're just making a guy like, go to sleep yeah, yeah you can grab it by the back of its head get your your palm. other palm underneath it and bend it back and break its neck. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try that. Oh dude. And I, I don't know what, he, this guy must have had some sort of trick some leverage trick yeah. because it is a lot. You can't just take a duck's neck and rotate it around. Like yeah. that's not going to do it. It's, it's a particular way you have to hold it and get leverage on it. Yeah. Um, I couldn't get it. Yeah. I tried it twice and I'm like, I realized like this is not happening. So I called my dad and I was like, dad, can you come up, bring the air rifle? Yeah. And, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll, yeah, so yeah. he came up and, uh, yeah, the, the rabbit is no longer suffering, but it took way too long. Right, and I felt just absolutely horrible about the whole situation because, like, I I wanted dogs get rabbits all the time. Yeah, unfortunately, this is all stuff that happens. But it's oh, I, it, it's weird, man. Because I I I can compartmentalize. Like, I kill. I mean, I kill things. Like, I'm a yeah. hunter. Yeah but it's when a thing is something is unnecessarily yeah being like it's suffering is being unnecessarily prolonged. Right. I felt terrible about. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that really sucked. Like that, that was a really kind of traumatic experience last yeah. night.
1: Yeah. So. Cause you've never had to do a rat Kill a rabbit. No, before.
0: like I called my friend Matt. So Matt Glendening, yeah. um, he hunts rabbits. Uh, he has beagle and he has beagles that he hunts rabbits. Uh, so I'm like, Oh, Matt's got to know how to do yeah it. And Matt's like, uh, well we just always just finished them off with our the butts of our shotgun. Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, I don't have a shotgun available right yeah. now." And he's like, "Well, I never wanted to pick them up because I was afraid of them biting me." Yeah. And he's like, and I'm like
1: That's what I was thinking the whole time. And
0: he's like he's like, so "Yeah, so I wouldn't pick them up." I'm like, "Well, I'm currently holding it right now, so I don't know." <laughs>
1: That ship has sailed. Yeah. Uh, So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, I can't help but think of context, dude. It's 2021. We live in a Western society where we could just pull up to a fast food restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and, and you look back hundreds of years ago and this happened all the time, all the time, Mm -hmm. but it's easy in our context to just be like, oh, that's sad or that's hard or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that was just the way of life of things happening to survive. You know what I mean? So, I I don't know. I'm saying don't feel bad because it happens. You did, like you said, you don't, your heart is there. You don't want it to suffer. You did everything that you could as fast as you could. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean the trauma's not there of shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I slept on it. I feel, I mean, I feel better this morning. Okay, good. Uh, But yeah, at the time, it was just, it was. It was that was a lot. That was a lot to to uh, to deal with. Hell yeah! Especially you don't you don't expect it. It just exactly. came out of nowhere.
1: It's just a scramble immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, last uh, uh, last episode, I think I said how do you say that? I think it's dachshund. Okay. Nobody knows how to say this damn dog's name, dude. It's dachshund.
0: It is dachshund. It is
1: dachshund. Because dox means badger, okay, and hund means dog, so it's badger dog. Because they were bred to hunt badgers. Oh, okay. Just wanted to clarify that because I was I I didn't know how to say it either, and I was saying it wrong on the last episode, I think. And I was like, "It is dachshund." Why is it dachshund? I've always
0: heard dachshund, but then I heard I've heard recently a lot of people calling it dachshund. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, that's got to be it then.
1: I think it's like docs, like German mm-hmm. docs. Okay, however you would say that. Interesting, right? Dog episode. <laughs> uh, actually, every episode is dog. I've been posting a bunch on our social media of Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, dude. Well, sorry you had to go through that. It Brutal. is what it is. Brutal. But if anyone, if if I'm in that situation, I'm calling you. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't know if you know, I'm still calling you. Yeah. Like I have a dying animal Jake What do I do? YouTube it. <laughs> I don't. You know. Yeah. Scrambling to find the best answer.
0: Well I was he I was like he's like Matt's like, Well you probably should just shoot it. And I'm like I don't I like I can't torch off a forty five in the middle of Hazeldell. Yeah. And Matt's like well, it wouldn't be the first time, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm like, Well, you're not wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> I was wondering, I was
1: wondering. Um Okay, moving on, uh Rush Limbaugh died. He did. Radio host. I saw a lot of places listing him as a provocateur and he died at seventy. Um, I saw a pretty extreme amount of celebration.
0: That's unfortunate.
1: A lot of people were kind of celebratory, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought the same thing. And I was like, what, "What what's the deal? Like why why is everyone, you know, I don't listen to Rush, Limba- Rush Limbaugh. I don't I know the name only because of either cultural references mm-hmm. or whatever. But then there was one specific thing that kept coming up that in the, in my research of, of like why are people so celebratory that I'm not excusing the celebration, but I get it. Did you, did you know of his AIDS update segment that he had?
0: No. So like, I, like you, I never listened to him. Yeah. Even at the height of my like, conservative uh, banner wavings i never
1: listened to him okay so he would have a segment um during like the massive aids epidemic is it epidemic pandemic epidemic epidemic um where he would mock the deaths of homosexuals and and just deaths from aids while uh so he would list off their names while playing various like disco songs in the background seriously yeah yeah. Well, fuck and, him. And then. it's been confirmed. Like I did all the research because mm-hmm. I saw it was like a tweet, right? And I yeah. was like, "Is that true?" Mm-hmm. And like I went through and and found it, he did that. So that's why everyone's like, "I don't give a shit if you're dead, dude. Look at what you did in in, in celebratory fashion of homosexuals dying because of AIDS. Like mm-hmm. you were celebrating it, mocking it. Yeah. So that's why I get it." <laughs> I
0: wonder how many people actually know that. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't know that fact that uh, were that's cele- true. who are celebrating it. Um because he's just somebody who was a very vocal opposite you know, person who represented the opposite, the the worst of the opposition.
1: Well, and so in my research this is like a case of like one of the worst things he had done. And mm-hmm. later he was like, I shouldn't have done that. That was like a terrible thing for me to do. okay um but if that's the worst and that's pretty effing bad what else was said what else was done on that show
0: definitely i'm sure there was there's a lot he he was not a i'm not gonna sit here and say he was a good person
1: are people gonna say this about us no
0: (laughs) what have any of well I i don't know
1: we don't know i
0: don't think there's going to be anything that's going to particularly age we don't single any particular person out Un- unless somehow trump ends up being literally like A the second coming of yeah. jesus <laughs> I, I don't that's think true, i don't dude. think anything we we don't really single anybody out as that's terrible true, people dude.
1: he's gonna he is the second coming dude by the way you would think that everyone treats him
0: you know, At least the people who claim to be christians treat him yeah Um, any Uh I I just, uh, I read a quote that kind of stuck with me. Like it's a Mark Twain quote. And it said, I've never, I've never celebrated the death of anybody, but I've read some people's obituaries. This is close quote. I've read some obituaries with great interest. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that kind of fits with yeah. Rush Limbaugh. It's a like, lot
1: of people have been posting that with Rush Limbaugh posts. Mm-hmm. Like, I've I, seen.
0: It's like, I don't think that he's, uh, I, I wouldn't celebrate him dying. You never want to see anybody die, especially if cancer, like that's a brutal also, way to go. Also, dude,
1: the karma there, I don't know if like, you know what I mean? I just feel like there's karma. Like if you're out there and you're like shitting on other people, like what do you think's going to come to you eventually? Yeah, people like, are going to shit on you. You're celebrating someone's death, dude. That's brutal. Yeah, that's brutal.
0: Well, it, he's he. I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend he was a good guy. Right, right. There would never be anything I would have good to say about him. Right, but uh, it it sucks that he it, it it is. You feel for his family. Yeah, um, you feel that it, uh, cancer is, is brutal. You don't wish that on anybody. Uh, just like you wouldn't wish AIDS on anybody. But right, yeah, he did that. Um, yeah, and it's just yeah, it's it's too bad. Yeah, I mean it it. it, it it's too bad that people were celebrating his death. And just, just let the guy go and in yeah. in uh, quiet. Right. Be the be the better person. Let him let him go. Um and we can move on to more important more important more important things and more important people who are worth celebrating and worth our time. Um in uh just let him fold in quietly into the into the being lost in history. Yeah. So that's my take Snowstorm, on that. Snowstorm, dude. Snowstorm was uh sucked.
1: Did it? I feel like it sucked. Why? Oh, because you weren't hiking. And yeah, I couldn't
0: were- get out and do anything. Like this is the first time. Like I really, re- like I really felt cooped up hmm. in a long time. I-,
1: I think it doubled down on the feeling cooped up for me as well. Mm-hmm. But why didn't you get out?
0: I mean, I went a few places, but. Fourteen, like anywhere, trying to go into the it was closed. Yeah, yeah. Like, where else was I supposed to go? And we did to go on walks. We went down to the fort and did a little walk there. But the wind was blowing really hard down there, and it was cold as shit. Yeah. And for whatever reason, down there, there was an ice layer over the top of the snow, so that was really hard on the dogs' Mm. paws. So we we didn't uh, spend a ton of time.
1: Snow up in Vancouver was much better than from what I hear down in Oregon. Everybody lost power down there. Everyone lost power, and it was straight like ice storms. Uh, We were gaming with Jesse Friday night, and he Mm -hmm. just disappeared. And we're like, what? He texted me. He's like, power just went out. And it was out for 16 hours, dude. He said his house was freezing. He had to get into his car uh, during the day and with with his family, his newborn, and they were just sitting in the car trying to stay warm. Jeez. Yeah, dude. And I read this. uh, Did you hear about the Portland police officers guarding Fred Meyer dumpsters? Uh -uh. so they were guarding him because um, residents were seeking discarded food that bad huh yeah dude yeah it's gnarly dude luckily like I I don't know why but I was just like okay it might snow so I'm going to go to the store I'm going to load up on some groceries and just so Mm -hmm. I don't have to go back to the store and I did and there was a snowstorm and I didn't have to go back it was awesome Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's just, it's just like that 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 prepper mentality of like, I, I think I think it stems from the pandemic and everyone freaking the f out mm-hmm. having no toilet paper or whatever. But I was just like, I'm just gonna go, dude. They shut i84 down. There was no like transportation coming through. the The whole transportation from east to west was just shut down. There was trucks lined up all over at truck starts on truck stops on the east side who just couldn't come to this side. I went to Freddy's and the produce section was like completely empty and I was like, "Whoa!" Ton of milk everywhere was out because trucks just weren't coming in. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy, dude. Yeah,
0: that is crazy. I I thankfully had a, a have an all wheel drive and I uh, got around yeah, just yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, c- I can imagine. I remember Friday night or Saturday night, just all there were all of the little rear-wheel drive cars, uh, just abandoned on the sides of Hazel yeah. Avenue and Highway 99, stuff like that. So
1: yeah, uh, Jen was like, "Hey, we need a four-wheel drive," and I was like, "Yeah, I know. The Broncos coming out next year, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do need a four-wheel drive. I do
1: need a four-wheel drive. Uh, the Element actually gets around pretty well if I drive like you know people just." slam on their gas and think that's gonna get them going
0: no that's
1: a terrible <laughs> so you just go slow and mine's a manual so I just put it in first mm-hmm. and just in- inch up and then I start going
0: there are times when you've gotta like yeah, keep your momentum sure. and, but you can feel that yeah and just knowing how to drive in the snow with which there are a lot of people who
1: don't yeah yeah um so, Texas is like a shit show right now.
0: Yeah, and Ted Cruz uh, I was hoping off you saw ca- r- uh flew off to Cancun, you know. You know yeah, but nothing nothing sh- says I care about my constituents. Like, <laughs> oh, it must suck there. Peace. Yeah, later. Yeah, Lincoln Project did a pretty good job trolling him. In
1: two Trumpian style. Mm-hmm. I got to get out of here, dude. It's cold.
0: <laughs> uh, What a piece of shit, but we already knew that, so... It's just funny that that Texas will continue to uphold him as some sort of savior of their way of life. And he just does not give a shit about anybody but himself. Apparently not even his wife, because Trump can insult his wife, call her ugly. And he just like, yes, Trump, yes, Trump, yes, Trump.
1: I love you, Trump. Uh, So the winter storm has left, I think. What's the number here, dude? Nearly three million homes and businesses in Texas remain without power. And I was reading that, like, the prisons have no power and all the inmates are, like, freezing and stuff. Dude, but, it's gnarly. Well, and, and he sent out a
0: tweet yesterday or the day before um, uh, criticizing California's uh, uh, energy.
1: Real Ted? Yeah. Oh, And boy. it's like,
0: boof, that's <laughs> not good. <laughs> like, look at your own state, bro. You're asking for it. Yeah. And he... Um, and then uh, Governor Abbott, who's the uh, the the shitty mayor of uh, city governor, sh- the shitty governor of Texas, was blaming uh, green New Deal policies as for why they're in the energy crisis they're in right now. But the Green New Deal never passed, he's just he's just oh, trying boy. to pin it on everybody. He tried pinning it on Biden, saying like Biden being anti-drilling is why they why the the uh, is why the okay the oil wells were capped and they didn't have emergency reserves of oil but the like they couldn't just they couldn't start drilling immediately like to try to get to try to get the oil they try to get energy going again okay. is because oils were he's saying oils oil wells were capped and he's trying to pin that on Biden having an anti-oil like having an anti-oil policy but the guy has been president for less than a month yeah in these, ca- these wells have been capped for way longer than a month. And they were capped because demand died down because people were traveling less due to COVID.
1: Oh. And so when
0: demand dies down, private oil drillers will cap their wells waiting for demand to increase and price to increase. So then they'll start pumping, they'll start drilling again because it's more profitable. This has nothing to do with Biden. Yeah. This has nothing to do with any sort of um, green energy policy. This has everything to do with the fact that Texas for Decades cheap um, went cheap on their um, on their energy on their energy reserves, didn't winterize their their uh, their pipe, their oil pipeline. so mm-hmm. the the pipe started when they froze,
1: they broke. Oh wow!
0: Like this is this is complete dereliction of duty by yeah. the Republicans, and they're trying to pin it on anyone. By, uh, on anyone, anyone anyone they can yeah
1: anyone and anything. And then
0: those, now they're trying to point at California, saying, "Look at what California, the, the uh, Biden and Senator Com- uh, and Vice President Harris want to uh, want to bring in want to bring California's failed energy policies to the rest of the United States." And it's like, "Well, look at your look at your own fucking state, Ted Cruz." Yeah.
1: Oh boy, dude. Yeah, I heard it's just like just mismanagement of, of everything.
0: Meanwhile, it sucks for people in Texas who are yeah. literally freezing yeah. to death.
1: Yeah, I was reading that Democrats are like looking at it as an opportunity to...
0: Well, and then Biden, to his credit, without a tweet or nothing, sends emergency aid to Texas without yeah. the need of...
1: Pats on the back. Pats on and the celebration. back and
0: And needing to be told how great he is before that money is released. Yeah, How, how often did Trump withhold emergency <laughs> funds to to uh, Democrat-led, you know, Democrat-majority states.
1: Quote, blue states.
0: Blue states during the COVID outbreak because he wanted those governors to come grovel to him before he would release any sort of money. Biden just does it without... Does what a president should do, right? That He shouldn't... In a way, I feel stupid for, like, patting... For giving props to Biden for doing the minimal amount that a president should do. But when compared to his predecessor, just, like, how refreshing is that, right? Like, the money just gets goes
1: to where it needs to go yeah.
0: because he is the chief executive of all of the United States not right. red states or blue states.
1: Yeah, and and a state with with elected officials who are just shitting on Biden and his whole his whole plan, his his policy ideas, everything. Legitimately Abbott
0: tried to over like the state of Texas sued other states about to trying to overturn the election yeah. of Biden and Biden's and Biden instead of being vengeful. Yeah. Understands that his his job as president to give those states what they need yeah regardless of anything else
1: that's insane it, I don't I don't understand like how at this point if you're still supporting Trump you can't see actions like that and just go oh that makes sense like your dude just doesn't do that he wants to be celebrated that's terrifying dude
0: mm-hmm well, the the people who are freezing and a lot of the Trump supporters in Texas, I'm sure, will come out of this not thinking anything differently.
1: Oh well, uh, you have they le- and they'll blame Biden. You have leaders saying it's Biden's fault. Why wouldn't they blame Biden?
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Because it said it must be true. If it was on the internet or tweeted, it must be true.
0: But the Green New Deal never passed. It was literally nothing more than a the brainchild of a freshman Congresswoman at the yeah. time. Who put it out there and was like, hey, we should explore this. Yeah. And then all of the conservative airways picked it up as like, see, this is the socialism that they're trying to bring to you. Yep.
1: It never went anywhere. It didn't happen.
0: And it's not going to go anywhere under Biden.
1: Dude, it's a lot. Dude,
0: liberals of- hate Biden. Yeah. <laughs> they
1: hate him. Yeah. They're
0: so pissed at him right now over the student loan they're thing. They're
1: pissed, dude. Because he's saying, I can't do it through executive order, which is true. He's pissed. Well, Warren said he can take. He can do it. How? I don't know. She didn't say. That's why I'm annoyed. Just they can't. He, he can't do it.
0: Shut up, Warren. Shut up, Sanders. Like, stop it. He yeah. can't do it.
1: Well, and from from what from his response, people are like, he just shut this this lady down at the at the um, town hall. Yeah. But f- from this answer, he's like, look, dude, I'll try to do ten thousand dollars for student loan forgiveness. But let's let's consider. Situations here, mm-hmm. let's consider one, what colleges you're going to, two, your financial situations. If if you have somebody who's from a very rich and wealthy family and they're just getting $50,000 loan forgiveness, like, why wouldn't we if have we if they don't need to have that loan forgiveness? Give it to people who do need it. Yeah. It's essentially his answer. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mad at his answer. Trust me, I could use fifty grand in loan forgiveness. Uh, to,
0: yeah, me too. That that
1: would probably <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about finances, but I would still be fucked even after fifty thousand dollars forgiven. So forgave. So uh, trust me when they're ch- when they're toting that around I'm like, oh God please yes mm-hmm. but on the flip side his answer as a leader makes sense. like let's take a look at this. let's find ways that we can forgive these loans that 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 benefit those who need it mm-hmm. and well ma- nu- nuance has no place in populism. no and people are pissed about his answer. Everybody wants free college, that would be tight. Everybody wants loan forgiveness, that'd be tight. But w- let's consider the nuance. Let's mm-hmm. consider the consequences. Let's consider everything before we just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: but we live in a we live in a polarized nation where populism right now reigns supreme.
1: Yeah. The rocks running for president, dude.
2: Oh sh- fuck,
0: man. Just God know. <laughs> just God, no, please yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, please yeah. no.
1: Um, talk to me about the acquittal because I know that's something you wanted to, to t- chat about a little bit.
0: Did we talk about it last week? I don't think so. I didn't, th- I don't think so. I listened back. I don't remember us talking about the acquittal. The acquittal came down after we recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we didn't talk about yeah. it. Uh, I mean, seven Republicans was more Republicans than I thought. Really? Yeah. Okay. I thought at most they'd get five. Okay. So uh, Bill Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Uh, voting to uh, impeach to convict was uh, was a shocker because most people thought that there was a he was holding he was holding a uh, Bill Cassidy who's from Louisiana uh, was holding up a um, oh he's from North Carolina sorry there's another guy from Louisiana that did vote to convert to convict too but um so Cassidy was holding up had a he was standing around in somewhere in the presidium of the U S Capitol building. And he had in his hand, uh, what looked like a prepared statement, like Mm -hmm. a typed out statement and people who had a picture of it, they zoomed in on it. And it was a, a, it was an acquittal statement. It was, it was him defending a a, a vote to acquit. And they're like, really Bill Cassidy, like you've like, like you've already made your decision before the, before the defense has even had their, their chance to, before the trial's even done, you've already made your decision. And his team came out and said, he's preparing multiple statements just to have them prepared. He's written one for, for, for conviction and he's written one for acquittal uh. and, uh, he's just getting his thoughts together. So he hasn't, so he had like, he can, he's basically, that's how he does. His thinking process is writing out yeah. responses to both and okay. then figuring out pros and cons. And I think initially you think that, well, that's bullshit, right? Yeah. Like there he's, he's just, he's falling in line with the rest of the Republicans, but Bill to build Cassidy's credit regardless of like my skepticism, Mm -hmm. he did vote to convict. So like I, we jumped to conclusions there. So shame on me. But, uh, seven was more than I thought, but obviously not enough to remove him from, like remove him from being like, bar him from running for office again. Right. I confusion and anger at Mitch McConnell for voting to acquit. Uh, but then coming out immediately and it's basically saying it was his fault. Yeah, it's like what the fuck was that, Mitch?
1: Yeah, that was weird, dude.
0: And I guess if you're if you're thinking about it, like I'm trying to think about this strategically because there's nothing that that man does, that Mitch McConnell does, that is uh for the greater good or is um, <laughs> that's, an, great. It, or, that's great or is in any way, shape, or form altruistic. Yeah. Everything is a game about advancing the party in his interests. Yes and then we know one thing if you were to if we were to assume that all you're taking a realist view that all actors are self-interested and all and then you have to assume that all reactor actors are rational within the system we know that he wants mitch mcconnell hates donald trump and mitch mcconnell wants to take back the party from trump yes so i thought he would vote to convict because that's the surest way to get trump out of the party yep but him voting to acquit, but then coming on and denouncing Trump, I almost wondered if I had this, and you, me, and Jesse talked yeah. about this, I thought that there must have been some sort of backroom deal that mm-hmm. said, you stay the fuck out of politics, we won't convict you. Yep. Clearly that didn't happen because after Mitch made his this whole statement about how Trump was actually guilty, but he couldn't convict him because the process wasn't constitutional, so therefore he couldn't render a guilty verdict but the senate had already voted that it was constitutional there's precedent who that says that it is constitutional because even though there hasn't been a president who's been impeached after he's left office there has been cabinet members who've been impeached for doing things even though they left office there was a senator or a congressman who was uh tried for treason impeached due to treason uh for um back in the early 1800s for uh colluding with the british And so there is legal precedent there. There is uh, legislative precedent. There is constitutional scholars from all over the political spectrum saying that this is constitutional. Mitch took it upon himself to still determine that it wasn't. Um, And (laughs) I'm just like, well, this makes no fucking sense. There's got to be some sort of strategy to it. And I'm thinking, okay, that's got to be it. Well, then as soon as that's got to be it, that he made a backroom deal with Trump. Right now. Uh, Trump like literally the next day after Mitch blasts him uh, at the Capitol Trump comes out goes after Mitch saying he's going to make Mitch's life essentially hell he's going to run he's going to primary challenge people who he sees uh, who have wronged him and he's going to be very much a player within the Republican Party challenging Mitch for supremacy within the party itself. So bad bet by Mitch. Because as Dmitri said, like how can like all it is 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 Trump's word, and can you Trump t- can you, assuming that my theory was correct, yeah, was that a bad bet by Mitch to be able to trust Trump's word, um, yeah? Because after the after the acquittal came down, what else do you have to punish him if he if he backs out on his on his you know his agreed upon deal, mm-hmm. which I'm not even at this point I don't even think actually happened, right? Uh, so. I don't knows. know wh- I don't know what Mitch was thinking with his acquittal vote. Uh I don't get it, but dude. it it's confusing. It's yeah. so weird. This whole situation is weird and angering. Right? It's basically saying that no matter what you do between the if you're if you're an outgoing president from November f- like basically do whatever you want from November f- like the 2nd, the first Tuesday of November mm-hmm. to uh, January 20th. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Just make sure you're out of dodge by the time those impeachment papers get filed to the Senate.
1: Yep, and you're good. And you're good. I saw a bunch of um, other elected officials from the – so the the senators who voted to impeach, other elected officials and, like, um, caucus leaders and all the people with it throughout the Republican parties are now crapping on those people who voted to impeach saying that well, – well, there was one quote that was basically like – you're not there to to make the decisions based on what you think is the right decision. You're there to make the decisions based on what we think as the constituents.
0: That's not... That's the, not how a representative democracy is in, like, theoretically on paper supposed to
1: Listen to, to our work. To the Republic episode about <laughs> democracies and republics. But it's just like, of course, now these... These Republican representatives are now crapping on their senators for voting to impeach um, based on what they interpreted as the evidence. That's their job. Mm -hmm. That's what you hired them to do.
0: Essentially, when you vote for someone, you're voting to hire them to represent you. Yeah. um, And make make your decisions in abstention
1: Because you can't have hundreds of thousands or millions of people in that courtroom then voting on whether or not you think they're guilty or not, mm-hmm. because you've elected an official to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, you don't have time to go take a straw poll. Yeah, of everybody within your constituents. Like yeah. you, we hire somebody based on we suppose we're supposed to in like if a republic is working like in a like the, in a vacuum, a uh, representative democracy, a like we have here, uh, works when we we're, we're electing people based on. There are perceived um, perceived parallels of values and morals, and then also they're we're voting, we're make we're hiring them to make the, our decisions decisions for us because we feel like they have the leadership and the 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 view we share viewpoints and stuff like that. But no, at at that point, that's where their real ties to us kind of end right. really. And then every two years we can renew their contract. Yeah. But at that point, like we've made that decision and whatever decisions they make, like that, we don't, they don't have to make it based on p- their understanding of what their constituents want. Right. Like, I don't really feel like there's an obligation. I don't really feel like there's a huge obligation there. You
2: there don't?
0: is, there is some, Okay. there is some, but in, in terms of impeachment, I don't think, what is she supposed to go do? And like, well, I personally agree. I personally think this because we hired them based on her like our perceived judgment, right? What are you that saying?
1: Her? Who are you talking about? Jamie Herrera. I know who you're talking about. Sorry, <laughs> I just figured most people who listen to her are from Vancouver and yeah, know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. But
0: uh, the representative of the Washington Third Legislative yeah, District, yeah. Um, dude,
1: she's been getting mad love from a lot of people. A lot of people. Sh- people. A who lot of hate. A lot of hate. Yeah. Okay. But the
0: people who are not, the people she's getting love from, <laughs> are not people who are going to vote for her, for the most part. How many Democrats are going to go vote for Jamie Herrera Butler over maybe a Carolyn Long challenge again? Yeah. Yeah. I'll t- I still will. I'll tell but you. But I, I, I am in the vast minority. I'm not saying
1: my mind has changed, but I will say that what her actions mm-hmm. have changed my perception. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I will or will not vote. Mm-hmm. I'll, we'll see. But, I mean, she did a phone call, town hall the other day, and it's like. Okay. All right. <laughs> well,
0: it's COVID. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Sure. It wasn't COVID four years ago, dude. <laughs> but but I
0: am okay. It, have have you have have you ever made that flight cross country? Yeah, dude. Dude, it's that <laughs> fucking no big
1: that Flight sucks. Okay. So because of a flight, you don't care about your constituents.
0: Well, how often is she back in Vancouver, dude? I saw her at Costco.
1: Did you? Yeah. Oh. Did you wave? No, I didn't. I almost didn't recognize her. I was like. Oh, that's, that's Jamie Herrera-Beller. I used to go to her church. Um, When she first... How long has she been in...
0: This was her fifth term.
1: Yeah. So, I went to... I was going to her church before she... Like, right as she was in her first term, I think. Mm. Interesting. Anyways. I So, I will say that. I will say that, like, seeing her... Dude, for her... She's taking fucking lumps right now from...
0: In the 20... Uh, the the people who will take the biggest lumps for being anti for being against Trump yeah will be the the people who are up for re-election in 2022 which will be everybody in the house plus um uh, senators who are up for re-election in right. 2022
1: and th- the problem is is that she's taking lumps for being honest and truthful mm-hmm. and if you want to make comparisons and I'm not making this comparison of Jamie Herrera Butler too AOC but AOC is telling her story about her experience during the insurrection and people are and you have those same people who are throwing lumps at Jamie Herrera Butler like yeah okay you're lying but then you have a Republican saying no this shit was gnarly and then it's like oh. Well, fuck her too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's weird, dude. She's she's getting lumps for telling the truth.
0: Well, that's the cult of one. The cult of personality around yeah. Trump. Trump is leader, yeah, and therefore you cannot question the leader. Um, but also it is, and I see this a lot, and it's indicative of the. I think it it shows the ignorance about our system. Yeah, there's a lot of people who think you were elected to uh, support the president of the united states mm-hmm. it's like you know that's not the case the the legislature and the the executive are complete are separate completely separate branches of government you yeah. know they share the same party they are elected on separate tickets yes. by design to help separate those powers the power. and separate uh, the 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 roles of the governance and how governance is is in the United States how go- governance is conceptualized how gov- how governance works in the United States right they're the legislature and the president in our presidential system are are separated by, on two different tickets two different elections are elected differently on purpose and i think we lose sight of that in states like Washington where where it do- it doesn't really feel like there's ever really any change in terms of it's always generally democratic Like, our senators are always Democrats. Our governor is always Democrat. Okay. So I could see how you would think that if you're from the Washington third and you're voting, you're actually seeing a Republican win in your district. Yeah. uh, Going to the national stage, you would think that—I could see how in your mind over time you would think, like, well— it's a it's a zero sum game we need her to go there and support the republican president because we don't feel like in our state our oh um, that's a great our point our state is uh, representing our at any at almost any level representing our um our way like our values and our expectations Interest. so therefore we have to look to the to the federal level to yeah. get that and when oh. there's a president when there's a republican president right. we want our Representative, who is Republican, to support that because I feel like that's the only that's the only place that our uh, like our needs are being met right. or are even being acknowledged.
1: Yeah, and you bring up an interesting point when you are talking about on that national level or that national scale, her story, Jamie Herrera Butler's story, mm-hmm. and her her um basically telling of what she's seen uh, Trump and what's his name uh, McCarthy McCarthy. That has made national news. Mm-hmm. So now you have a representative who you have ties to who you're feeling like this is a Republican representing me and Washington. And this is in a Democratic state in a Democrat state now on the national level saying, yo, these Republicans are shady. It's like that's another thing. She's that story is huge mm-hmm. on the national scale. Yeah. So that could also be playing into what you're talking about. You make a great point there though.
0: Yeah, I mean I could see how it gets to that, but it's still the ignorance of our system and Absolutely. you would think that if someone who's a republican is saying like, hey, like this isn't right, you would take a step back and be like, okay, well maybe our support for maybe we can have our Trump for support for Trump wane and it doesn't necessarily mean the destruction of our way of life, but yeah. uh, people do feel that. Yeah, it's weird. And but that notion of you were elected To serve the pre like to support the president Mm -hmm. is just such an ignorant statement of our system. Yeah, and it just shows that how much we need an injection of civics into our education system. Yeah, in our public education system, because people just flat aren't getting it. Yeah, they don't understand how our system works at all. Like, how many people would know that everything that's not budgetary has to pass the Senate with sixty votes? Yeah. Most people think that, well, oh, once you get 51 votes in the Senate, you can pass whatever you want. Like, right. You can't. Yeah. You have to have 60 votes for just about everything other right. than budgetary.
1: It's not split down the middle no. on everything.
0: What do you think about the filibuster?
1: Uh, Nothing. I don't ever think about it. <laughs> you did text me about it, though. I, what are I, your I thoughts? Just,
0: no, no, I want to know what you think. Do you I, think what that, is it? Is the, it when they're the, just the, no the filibuster? No, the filibuster, well there is filibustering. Yeah. which is when somebody gets up on the Senate floor and talks and try to
1: effing time to try to delay the vote. Yeah, it's stupid.
0: Yeah, but it's a it's a political it's a stupid political ploy. Everybody's every, both sides have have used it, um, but the filibuster okay is that sixty vote threshold.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And there is talk of removing the sixty-vote threshold entirely, and, and just, just going it to majority majority vote in the Senate.
2: Ooh!
0: And I've said you have said I, I was really emotional the other day, <laughs> okay, because I was so incredibly pissed at the acquittal. Yes, and you there are violations of the Voting Rights Act happening in at the state level all over the place, yeah. and then you start to realize how close. We were to having to actually having uh, Arizona and Georgia decertified, yeah, and those votes switched over to Trump. Yeah, uh, there is there is a law that is going through the Arizona House Representatives right now that would change the certification of Arizona's elections away from the Secretary of State and allow the the legislature to appoint uh, electors to the to the Electoral College. So basically the 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 representative body the house and the senate could theoretically change the results of the election it could it could send electors who would cast their votes for um somebody who 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 didn't who win didn't the state win.
1: Oh god.
0: And there's um <clears throat> and that's so like it there's challenges to there are there are that? Arizona you said? Arizona yeah and then all over like Michigan there was there was state representatives at the Capitol riots like yeah there there are multi like um, the uh, the the leads the the head Republican in the Michigan State Senate um, was was talking about how the election was rigged like we're we're a uh, and there are there are restrictive um, voter ID laws starting to get more uh, get more traction in state legislatures uh, in red states all over the all over the place. Yeah. And not even necessarily like purple states like Michigan and Wisconsin are dealing with these these challenges to voting. And there are there are two voting right protection acts that are in the House right now. Yeah. That would then need sixty votes oh, in the Senate God. to get. And you're like, that's not going to happen. But we need to insulate our elections now. Like 60? you saw how close this like. You saw our our democracy and our in our um, the sanctity of our elections yeah. were stretched as thin as they have ever been stretched with this election cycle because of Donald Trump and people and thankfully there were people who were in place at the time in key states yeah. that said no and, and, and stood up to the pressure. Just think about it if Georgia hadn't had Raffensperger as their secretary of state and had somebody who was more willing to play ball and just came out and said, we're going to look at and and gave the rest of the states cover because that's what Trump wanted. He wanted one state to crack. To say that we're going to uh, look at the, we're going to withhold the certify certification of our election of our election results to look at um, instances of fraud, and that would have given cover to the legislatures in Pennsylvania to try to do the, to same, do the thing. same thing. Yeah. The Arizona legislatures, the Republican legislatures in these key swing states, to do the other to do the same thing. That's what Trump wanted. He wanted one to crack. And just think about it. Those are elected positions. Yeah. The Secretary of State of Georgia is an elected position. Do you think that Republican voters are going to? Uh, remember that. Remember that, yeah. and vote Raffensperger out next time he's up for re-election. Yeah, probably if the Democrats in Georgia, if they don't continue to show up in massive numbers, who's going to show up to vote for in a? I don't know when the election cycle is for the Secretary of State, but say it's in a midterm election right. when generally voting voter turnout amongst urban populations is lower. Say it's in twenty. Say it's in twenty twenty two. All of a sudden, you replace it with a Trump lackey who is willing to certify or sign on to anything that the dear leader wants yeah you can see like all politics is local and that really is true yeah because the, the certification of these elections happen amongst local officials that are elected yep and so as much as we want to say like nationally oh, but your
1: vote doesn't matter
0: but your vote does right your vote doesn't matter it truly truly does the more you, you you the more you look into civics the more you realize how much your vote truly does yeah. matter and the people you vote for even at local elections have so many ramifications both at the national at uh, implication national implications as well as local implications yeah. uh, and so my my, I'm thinking okay well there's no way we need to insulate our like the need to insulate our elections and help protect voting rights right. Is is ever presen- present present and it's more and it's more prescient than it ever has been. In recent decades, in right. recent in recent election in our recent in our recent history, the the threat to our elections has never been greater. That's
1: that's terrible. And we
0: need nah, we need nah, we need federal legislation to set standards about what is what is acceptable, what is not acceptable for states who are delegated the power in the Constitution to hold elections. We need yeah. to make sure that there aren't some states that have unnecessary restrictions to voting that keep at minorities yes. from voting because we we need to we need to uphold the voting rights act and the promises in our constitution so i hope i want these bills to pass yeah one of them is the is the john lewis voting rights bill okay it's going to pass the house but it's going to have to vote pass with 60 votes in the in the senate which is going to require 10 republicans three more than required <laughs> than it took the three more then r- voted to uh, to convict Donald Trump of a clear sentence to pass these voting rights protections. What would it take to for a party that? to legitimately, like for a party because the party know the Republican Party knows they're the minority party and yeah. they have to rely on gerrymandering and voter suppression yes. to continue to be elected. See Georg- the Georgia runoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, to continue to win and hold power so why would they vote they have no right they have other than altruism have no no self-interest in protecting the voting rights of the minorities who generally aren't going to vote for them anyway right because of their party's platform currently uh what what so you so that is one of the case i was making of removing the filibuster so we can pass these voting rights restrictions okay we can vote we can pass these voting rights protections not restrictions uh, it would take um, basically. It, I don't know how exactly the process, but the the Senate basically can undo the filibuster. Okay. And it would take all Democrats to all Democrats in the Senate to 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 do that. Yeah. Joe Manchin of West Virginia uh, has already said that he's not in favor of removing the filibuster. Um, even Kristen Sinema of Arizona has said that she's not in favor of it. And um, another senator who has, has said they wouldn't either, like Dianne Feinstein, has said she wouldn't mm. remove the filibuster. Even Joe Biden and uh, Vice President Harris uh, have been lukewarm at the, de- at the idea of removing the filibuster.
1: Why do you think that is?
0: Well, because I think this, the way that, the, the way that um, equal representation works in the Senate mm-hmm. with senators from Republican states representing so much smaller of the voting. That's they're, they're set the Republican Party in the way that equal representation is set up in the population distribution. Um, the Senate is generally, has been historically held by the minor like by the Republican Party far more than it has been by the Democrats. And okay. you're only looking at a 51, at a 50 plus one mm-hmm. majority over the 50 Republicans. Right. That could easily switch even in 2022. You've removed the filibuster. Now the next time the power switches Mm -hmm. you've given even more power to the uh minority party right which is generally going to be the republicans right so you're talking about long-term stability over short-term gains Mm -hmm. so that so the the more progressives are saying that that is we need to why we have power now which is rare right we need to take advantage and pass all of these sweeping agendas Mm -hmm. that's why they're so pissed at biden is because biden is like no like I'm like, I'm a moderate. I don't personally believe in that kind of stuff. I want to see long-term stability. Let's cooperate. Let's get stuff done slowly. That that's how that's, you know, that's his way of thinking. So that's why there's so much pushback against Biden amongst the progressives. They're saying, let's do this while we still have it for the next two years. Let's undo the filibuster, pass all of this, these sweeping progressive changes. And Biden's like, no, like that's not me, dude. Mm. So that's, all right. Like, right. So anything that's not budgetary has to pass with that sixty-vote majority. Yeah. Do you remove that threshold? Do you move that filibuster threshold that has been a part of the Senate voting rules for as, forever um, in favor of something that's more, I guess, democratic by allowing for fifty-one instead of fifty? But I don't know. Like, what? I just, I was interested in seeing what your what your thoughts are on that.
1: Should it be removed? What do you What do you think? I don't know. You've you've created an institutionalist out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm saying i'm my initial gut reaction is no because what happens if it does flip and it will and it will mm-hmm. and then what and then everybody's crying because everything that you've just done is reversed like what's the point mm-hmm. instead uh I, I can't help but think during this whole episode of of you talking and us talking throughout all this all of this stuff is that idea or notion of The minority party, if there's a way to have them shift towards understanding what other needs are of minorities and other people who are underrepresented Mm -hmm. and maybe getting those votes instead of trying to appease and 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 favor the, the Trumpsters and the racists and, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that minority group. They're just trying to, they're relying on that minority group instead of shifting focus into a more inclusive platform, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm thinking about. So in the filibuster a, a, and removing in or who controls power, maybe we could get more done if that platform widens and is more inclusive, and then there is more...
0: There's a rational opposition
2: party.
1: Yeah, and teamwork and cohesiveness, and maybe... Maybe the Republicans have interests in making voter legislation protections once they've changed their platform mm-hmm. to be more inclusive. Yeah, that's my thought. But 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 to just make it to just get shit done quick, mm-hmm. that scares me a little bit. Yeah, but 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 that doesn't mean that I'm against voter protections because mm-hmm. I'm not. Obviously, I'm not. Obviously, those things didn't happen. And it's bullshit that it it. it it, it falls upon that filibuster to pass, right? That's bullshit. That sucks. It's fucked up. It's hurting minorities. It's hurting underrepresented people. It's fucking not fair. But what are the repercussions of changing that to make to to get that one thing to pass? Mm-hmm. What else could happen? That's what scares me. Not that... It's just holding those people accountable who need to be held accountable in states that would vote against it and then pointing out... I don't know. I'm just thinking about social media and the power of the internet and the power of like collective action and maybe using that for things as a popular opinion to shift the the votes or ideas on voting because voting is it's, it's a big effing deal and it needs like you said it needs to be protected and 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 the, and and the elections need to be insulated and protected before it's we run into the same shit again. But is that removal of the filibuster the uh, the the appropriate response? I don't know because of what could possibly happen. That's what scares mm-hmm. me. I don't know if any of that made sense. I it think made I, total. I think, sense. I think I blacked out. <laughs> no, it made
0: total. It made total sense, and and that's a that's a very real debate to yeah. have happen, and yeah. you can see why some people are, um, who are more, I guess, uh, pragmatists. Yeah, uh, are saying, you know, look the Republicans are not resting on their laurels. They're doing everything they can to set up, to institutionally set up uh, their maintaining of power by pandering to the the shrinking minority in our country. Right. Um, Whereas, and so like, if they're willing to do that, why don't the Democrats play the same game? And they're mad at at Biden for still holding up this, um, I want this... (laughs) <laughs> this idea that we can still cooperate yeah. and there are Democrats who are saying clearly they don't give a shit about cooperating. they are yeah. yeah. only seven Republicans voted to convict Trump of something that threatened all of our lives. Like you can't even threaten these Republicans lives and get them to vote differently. Yeah, They are, they are the most staunch zero sum political hacks you can imagine. So why they're not even going to cooperate even under like, even under the best of circumstances, right. these guys are not going to cooperate. And I think it, it it's one, it's fear of what's going to happen to Jamie Herrera-Butler. She's done. This is her last term. Yeah. She, Republicans will vote her out. Yeah. They will vote her out. I know. And you're going to be replaced. Jamie Herrera-Butler is going to be replaced with a Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh, the troll
1: off. in me is like... I'll vote for her just to stick it to the everyone who wants the Trumpsters who want her out mm-hmm. you know what I mean so Washington is so Washington is different so it's
0: not uh, they don't have primaries within the parties right they have the top two they have a primary with the whole pool yep. Democrats and Republicans independents and the top two vote getters in their primaries so you could have technically two Democrats running against each other two Republicans running against right. each other what happens if you end up with a Jim Herer Butler versus a Trumpster Republican
1: yeah Oof.
0: Oh. What it's a democratic turnout look like. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's what I was wondering.
0: Do they vote do they just abstain from voting?
1: No, I think they vote for Jamie.
0: I hope so I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't imagine um uh, Colp, I I would imagine Colp that the versus Jamie. So I do Herrera think Butler. so the that the way Washington set has their um their primary setup for the like the runoff setup. Yeah. I think that that's the one thing that could save Jamie. Where other uh, Republic the other nine Republicans who voted to impeach in the House might not be as protected is that say that say in the primary, mm-hmm. right? The whoever the Democratic nominee is, say it's Carolyn Long again, yeah. ends up winning the majority because the Democrats are coalesced around her. Right. The Republican Party then gets split. Yes, the Republican voters then get split, but Jamie still edges out. The Republican. Lauren Colt uh, The what? Lauren Culp. Lauren Culp edges out <laughs> whoever the the uh, the primary challenger is to for the Republican, yeah. essentially the Republican nomination. But Jamie is still then in the top two, yeah. even though she has a smaller vote share than she would normally get in the primary. Do the Republicans then stay home because they don't want to vote for Jamie? Or do they, quote, I hear this all the time, plug my nose and still vote for Jamie because she's a Republican? Mm. That's the only thing I could see
1: saving her. Right. That's interesting. Dude, civics, man.
0: Civics are fun. <laughs> Learn it. Learn that. I have an interview uh, tomorrow morning with Vancouver Public Schools for an emergency position. Are you so, going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? I'm going to actually do it, unlike the other one.
1: Did you email who I told you to email? Not yet. I'm going to bitch slap you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get out of here. Um, This was fun. Yeah, this was fun. Um, I hope you guys learned something. Yeah, tomorrow is uh, Lovely's birthday. It is the big one too. The big one too. You see that? Yeah. It's a fucking trampoline. I gotta put together.
0: Oh, that you're, you're I heard you were talking about the trampoline. So. Yeah,
1: she doesn't know what's here. Mm. She doesn't know what's she. You know, we asked her like, "Hey, is this something you'd be interested in?" She's like, "Oh yeah." And I was like, "Okay." So I mean, it's just a way like m- my my. Sister who works in like uh, she she's she didn't graduate with a degree, but she did a lot a lot of schooling. I don't know why she didn't finish, but she did a lot of schooling um, on um, uh, like primary and early early development education and stuff. So you know we're talking about issues of ADHD and being in the house and stuff. And, and my sister just, she just said this really great, like just analogy of like, think about all that energy just trapped in a box and that's the house. Mm -hmm. But the more you're outside, that energy has more places to go. And we went hiking. We went walking around Lackamas Lake a few weeks ago and she was like, I don't want to go. And we're like, well, let's just go check it out. And she's like, well, I'm only walking for like 15 minutes. We're like, cool, dude, five minutes into it she's like running them off the like jumping off the trees like taking pictures of everything like she's like this is so much fun i'm like well we're way past 15 minutes you want to turn back and go she's like
2: really dad i'm
1: mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like "What?" i mean sometimes you gotta trust us dude mm-hmm. but that's the idea with the trampoline is like getting that energy and like just having it a, a place to go for sure and be outside yeah um So, yeah, we're gonna. I bought a bunch of like movie themed stuff. So, Mm -hmm. tomorrow night we're gonna have a movie night. Um, while she's at school, I'm gonna, I'm putting this effing trampoline together. That's going to suck, dude.
0: Especially being outside. It's going to be cold. I know,
1: but I got to do it. Mm-hmm. I got to be like the badass dad who just does it. Right. Mm-hmm. So she'll come home and the trampoline will be done. And then we're going to have like all this like movie theme stuff set up. Mm. Um, popcorn. We got popcorn pins and movie candy and like, like, uh, like a photo booth for like, like, like I'm at the movies and all this stuff with like masks and stuff. You can take pictures of, it's just the three of us. Yeah. But I don't know. I want it to, it's her birthday. Yeah. I want to make it special. That's awesome. Um, and then Sunday, I think some family is going to stop by and, quote, have a birthday party. But it's just just a hangout. Yeah. Yeah. Chill. Cool. But uh, anyways, I don't know why I just talked all that. I think mostly because I'm dreading this trampoline building. Oh, it sounds terrible. I should. Uh, I'm going to document it. You know what? I should film it. And then, like, <laughs> I'm going to film it. And I'll try to post it, like, speed it up and everything. Mm-hmm. I've been messing around with green screen lately. Okay. It's so funny, dude. I was like, uh, hey lovely, just snap your finger and then hold your thumb up for like 3 seconds and then put it down. She's like, "Okay." So then like I filmed her and then I took it and was messing around on uh Adobe Premiere. And in in the in one video, she snaps and a flame like comes out of her thumb. Oh really? And she's just her thumb's on fire and then nice. when she puts her hand down the like thumb Hades goes. Like Hades from out. Hercules? Yeah. Nice. And then I I made like lightning, like electricity shoot out of her thumb and I was going to do one where a bunch of smoke comes out and just fart noises the whole time. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine being my kid? Dude, I'm such a troll. I can't tell you how many times she's just like, really, dad? Really? Dad? <laughs> I kind of love it. Yeah. It's weird that I'm just so responsive to that name now. <laughs> Fucking weird. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Bye.